Hey guys, welcome to the Two Free Vision. Thanks for riding the wave with me. My name is Savage the Vessel, and I aim to motivate, to uplift, to inspire, and to guide. So as we get ready for this next episode, I hope you guys just keep in mind that knowledge is power, knowledge is everything. So continue sharing your brownies with the world and let's get right into this. Hey guys, so um, before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to um, give kind of like a um, a highlight on what civil rights movement leader that really stood out to me has always stood out to me from I remember in sixth grade I had to do I had to pick a civil rights movement leader and do research on three of them just pick three of them and one of one was Martin Luther King um and then there was there was uh Rosa Parks and then there was who's the third one there was another one but all that to say is I chose Rosa Parks um something about her lack well not really lack but her her um the how do i word this she did not allow allow her fear because i'm sure she was experiencing some type of anxiety and fear standing up and uh standing up in front of the face of oppression in the face of people trying to subdue her and her race and belittle her and denounce her and treat her as a lesser being, you know, right in the heat of the civil rights movement, right in the face of segregation, right in the face of racism and oppression. She was like, you know, I've worked a hard day all day. I'm in her mind, like I'm 70 something years old and I'm not walking all the way to the back of the bus. And some of the key elements of that is just like I paid my fare, which is the same as everyone else's fare to get aboard this bus. So why should I have to walk all the way to the back? Why just because this man right here is making a big scene of it and 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 being unruly. Does the officer have to get on board and try to make me get off the bus or go to the back of the bus? Absolutely not. Like and something in her just to me illuminates to me because it's like no matter what the fate whatever the face is whatever oppression's face is in, in in any given moment or any given time in our life like when you have that Rosa Parks streak in you where it's just like okay all the fear of what could happen to me for not following their orders or their directions, whoever it may be, a company, maybe it'd be uh, someone in your family, it, and anyone in general, like not just talking about um, races here. What I'm saying is Rosa Parks' streak, she was like, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm tired of this. I mean, y'all got the whole game twisted. You pulled us from our land, right, or wherever we came from, forced us to work under you, and now you're segregating us. So why are we, Why? Like, why should I have to walk to the back of the bus? And to me, like, especially in this given moment in my life, in this current circumstance, in this current season. When I was 18 or up until the age of 19, I rode the bus. I rode the school bus. I rode the city bus to and from work, to and from my apartment, to and from jobs. Um, and uh, I, I, I just I just see it all the time. 
70 to 80 percent, well, let's say 80 to 80 to 90 percent of the time. Anytime I get on a bus, I see in the back mostly people of my race, of my hue, like in the back of the bus. And I'm like, why? Rosa Parks made a movement in history and, and, and denounced what people were trying to where people were trying to make us sit. And I don't I sometimes I don't understand why we still do it. Like, but when I get on the bus, I'll take the first available seat. I will sit at the front, sit in the middle. You know, I just I don't care to see everybody who boards and gets off the bus. It's none of my business. But what I am saying is like, as a race, guys, we we've gotta exercise that. We gotta we gotta let that that history, that stigma go, even if we may not actively know we're doing it. We gotta take what was rightfully won. Rosa Parks faced being beaten, being thrown into jail, losing her freedom, being thrown off the bus, being attacked, a number of things. But she stood up for future generations for us. Rosa Parks did that so that we could have freedom to even ride something, to, to, do, to have freedom as something as small and minute as riding, this, riding the bus. And maybe it's a protection thing. Like, we don't want anyone behind us. We want to see everything that's happening in front of us so we don't have to worry about it because it's maybe it's kind of like that concept of when your backup is against the wall, I mean, you're, you're a lot stronger if someone is trying to come at you first, uh, he- like face on. I don't know. I can't speak for us as a race, but I will say that um, I just think we should do a little better, guys. I think we should get over that fear and we should just really dominate the bus if that's where we're go- if if that's what we got to do like sit freely wherever you want you know like it, it's it's just something a freedom that we've gained that we should exercise but i just wanted to say rosa parks is one that stood out to me because i see her in myself sometimes like like i'm willing to risk it all risk my safety risk persecution risk the beatings it, not necessarily saying the actual tangible beatings but you know like like people's like like just uh, I guess oppression like I I don't care like if 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 I want my like if it's something that doesn't make sense to me and I deserve to be treated as equally as someone else no matter what circumstance it is I will throw out my fear of what could happen to me and what could happen in order to exercise that freedom like Rosa Parks did like y'all not gonna throw this old little woman off the bus like Y'all not gonna, y'all not gonna do that. And when I remember reading about it, it was surprising me that they didn't because they were known to be just hateful, just hateful. And so, before we get into this episode, guys, I hope that you can recognize this month as Black History. Uh, being black or not, I just hope you can recognize that we do have a history. And um. Just try to listen to it with an open heart and see that I'm only trying to deliver a positive attitude towards my race and how we should be more accepting of our color and more accepting of our history and continue to create history. Um, because we deserve to exist, too. So shout out to you, Rosa Parks. May you rest in peace. Thank you for what you did. All right, guys, we're about to get into this episode. Thank you.
Hey guys, so there's a couple of things when I went back and listened to my this uh, episode, I wanted to make clarity on because uh, I said a few things that was a little off. The first thing was when I said whales go to hibernate, I meant migrate. They go to migrate to like reproduce and stuff. We can't find them because whales don't they don't hibernate. And the second thing is when I was talking about um, slavery being in another form, I did not mean Emancipation Proclamation. I meant what I meant was the 13th Amendment when Abraham Lincoln signed that to abolish slavery that's what i meant did not mean emancipation proclamation so forgive me and continue doing your thing all right bye (laughs) hey what's up everybody so uh, i um i wanted to do something a little different i have like three other uh, episodes that are fire that are in my vault right now that are going to release later this month and going into the next month. Um, I, when I decided to do this particular episode, I did not check the time of my schedule. So I've had to push all my fire episodes up, a, a, up a week. So those are still coming, but I needed to insert this episode in. Um, and I wanted to do something for black history month. Uh, I need to, I wanted to, shine a light on you know um how grateful i am to be in the skin that i am in uh and hopefully with me sharing that a lot of people um if you are a man of color or a woman of color i hope that this episode inspires you and even guys if you're not a man of color a man or woman i you're or if you're a different uh, color that's fine too because i feel in this episode it'll be able to shine a light to you guys um, some of the uh, oppressions and some of the difficulties that we've had and not to be like a complete advocate. That's not what my goal is here for. I just want people to be inspired to be so in love with your own beauty and your own skin. So I'm just going to give a few experiences uh, about growing up and how I've tried to remain very optimistic in my skin and how I used to not always believe that way and how uh, beautiful it actually is. So the first thing I wanted to say is, um, guys, like we, <laughs> the black race, we have, oh my gosh, like every time I say this, like it takes so much energy out of me because it's so beautiful, but we have, it doesn't really take energy out of me, but you, listen, so we have multiple hues, like from, like from all the way from really light skinned, fair light skinned, with the with the subtle hues of melanin, all the way to, uh, like almost kind of like blue, purple color. Like we're we can get we're extremely light, all the way down to extremely dark. Like there is like it's more than fifty shades. I feel like it's like fifty shades of brown. Like we have so many different colors. Not any other race. Not any other race has that many skin tones like it's so beautiful because we have the most and it's crazy and it's beautiful because it's like it's like wow like we like my race is known for that like that's so beautiful to me and it's more than beautiful like that meets the eye on the surface level like we have so much culture and so much uh uh passion and so so much uh history uh, even me, like I'm still learning about the history of my people and the reason why most of us can't swim, like comes back from 
Like, back when our ancestors weren't allowed to learn how to swim, they weren't never taught how to swim because they, the, the oppressors were afraid that they would jump off the boat or jump or escape and swim and be able to get away. And it's, that to me was like, wow, you know, that is probably something deeply embedded in us, really, because, you know, it's the same that happens with blue whales. Like, when I've done my research on them, um, back in the day where there used to be whaling a lot and they would take these gentle giants down and attack them and kill them and use their blubber to heat oil, to make oil for heating purposes. And you're probably like, well, how else were they surprised? How were how else were they surviving? Like, to me, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care because that was such a gentle creature and like so harmful, harmless. And you took such a massive creature down. Like, I don't like that on any on any level. Like, I there could there there had to be another way. There could have been another way. Like, we could have adapted. There, it's just anyway. I'm sorry, blue whales. I but I, I'm an advocate for y'all. I will always be but that anyway (laughs) that's what I'm saying like that now in their DNA like in their that's why now the the stuff from their ancestors and and passed down into um into their life like when they have babies and like when they when the generations of them keep going they it's deeply embedded in them to you know kind of not be as uh available or open to humans because of what has happened in the past like it's they they understand like that is rooted in their dna and like rooted in their intuition like it's not safe for us to be around humans that's why to this day we cannot with all the technology and everything we cannot find where they go when they go to hibernate we try to track them and we just can't you know no one knows where they go they're in the ocean somewhere whether it's deep deep that they go or whether they have a own secret hideout anyway but back to my story, like, that is probably why a lot of us can't swim because back in the day, that was the thing we weren't allowed to learn how to swim or whatever. And um, because of the fear of our escape uh, for freedom. And a couple, like last week, I think I said, or in the next episode, I said, I think that black men represent freedom. Like, we are the image of freedom because, you know, we did come a long way. Like no matter how many people may feel about it or whatever, at the end of the day, you have to you have to accept the truth that no other race was as known as our black race that was of the oppressed. There was a lot of different oppressed races, but ours continues to be the most the most uh, prevalent. It seems like even with the past stuff that has happened within the last year of you know George Floyd. Uh, Brianna, Brianna, like Brianna Taylor. I'm sorry, I had a fart real there. I had a brain fart. But and 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 there's so many others, guys. So many others um, of people who of color that have been put down because of how people fear them. And I'm not gonna get on that. Like I said, that's not what I'm here for. I'm just wanted to express why it's so important that we talk about it, why it's so important that we embrace the skin that we're in. And that's what I'm using this episode for. Like, so when you see so many hues, like where everywhere you go, you're going to see a different shade of brown. Like we here, you know, we are gorgeous. We, our hair can be 
you know, manipulated in so many different ways. Like for my beautiful women out there, y'all, you got to do is take a, 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 a hot comb or a curling iron or a flat iron and you can take your hair from beautiful, natural Afro curly to straight, beautiful Gabrielle Union long, long locks. OK, like uh, for the, the men, like we just we we represent a, a sign of strength and freedom and dominance that that and in 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 just we just we we stand strong uh and i we we just we have survived so much and survived so much and we continue to define and brand ourselves like not society we don't allow society to brand us or to suppress us or to keep us down like we just keep rising up and we keep coming back stronger each time we are black and i am blessed and it even like and even if I can't relate to all of the many oppressions that a lot of my brothers and sisters have gone through and the shortcomings and setbacks at uh, various other circumstances, I am and will still unite myself and others within our culture because it is beautiful. Like growing up there, I used to I used to. I used to believe, I used to say, you know, sometimes I wish I grew, like, sometimes I wish I was white. Like, and, and I used to believe that because it's like, it just seemed like the European race just had it so much easier. And not all of the European race has had it easy. Not all of them are wealthy and not all of them uh, live nice and not all of them have education. Not all of them are that grand but for the majority the majority of the race is successful and it's deeply embedded in the roots of society and especially in America that that race seems to be on top but I feel there's a shift that's changing where it's where that race is becoming the minority and we no longer the minority Hispanics no longer the minority Asians no longer the minority you know so um I used to believe I would, I would because at school like it, the kids had the nicer things, they had the more freedom, they had the cars, they had all this not all this just necessarily materialistic stuff, but they could go into a store and not feel feel a overwhelming wave of either fear or anxiety that they could walk out and not buy anything and not be not wonder if oh they think I stole something or they come up to me and be like. Um, can I help you with anything? No, I just didn't find anything that I was looking for. I don't, I can't tell you guys how many times I've gone into a store and because I can't find something, cause I'm looking for something specific. I can't find something. And then I just get that look, you know, or like people think I've pocketed something. And that's why it's very important, especially for people of my race to walk with a certain, like, a certain level of confidence, a certain level of, uh, we like, and, and so in society, I've accustomed myself to make sure I, I dress a certain way or, and it's, it's crazy that I've had to do that, but it helps like dressing a certain way and walking with my head up in a, a wave of confidence and like a very determined walk, like okay, well, I didn't find anything here. I'm out of here. Like, I don't waste no time. Don't make eye contact because I don't have time for that. 
Like God knows my heart, God sees everything. And these cameras that y'all got in the ceiling sees that I didn't take anything. I don't have a reason to steal. I have to work too hard for what I got. I ain't got time to be putting myself in in the system and in, 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 in the hands of, you know, white justice just to be my freedom to be taken away. Because we all know that the justice system leans a certain way and it's not as equal as it should be and it's not really designed to help us it's just another form of slavery like I really say I feel like the Emancipation Proclamation was just a legal way of making slavery a legal way to where it could be profited off of there's many different beliefs to that but there's also a lot of good that's come from that but there's also a lot of you know dark secrets that people have implemented into that um, and, you know, like, so I, I used to believe I used to want to be a different race. And I, I, I remember hearing a story about um, some kid back then that had went home and took a bath and bleach, trying to bleach his skin so that he could be, you know, white. You know, and then around that same time as when Michael Jackson, you know, had his surgery and everyone was believing, oh, he did it because he wanted to be white or he had this disease. No, I don't know the real truth about it. Or what happened to that man's skin but what I do know is that now being 29 years old I can say I am like it brings smiles to my face when I look at my skin like it's not too dark it's not too light it's just a beautiful golden like like I guess you could say golden brown, but a little darker than golden brown, but lighter than like dark brown. And it, what's funny, guys, is like I'm an artist, so like I'd be creating like these uh, images uh, when I do my, especially for like my podcast or when I do my own little images to look at for my wallpapers on my iPhone. Like the man that I always put in my photos is always, I change his color. And you know, my hex code, like, it's funny, like, I have a hex code. Like, I know my skin color and my hex code. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like, it. it's every color in this world is assigned with a hashtag and then a code afterwards to bring that specific color up. And I've created this hex code. Well, this hex code was already created, but my color is hashtag BB7E33, uh, BB, hashtag BB7E3C. And then there's another one that is slightly a little different in it. It just depends on what part of my skin, like what part of my body I'm looking at. But then there's the hashtag C485419. And I know nobody's going to go look that up and, and it's not going to mean nothing to nobody. But if anything, my black brothers and sisters, go and find your hex code because then you can own it, own it and be like, yeah, uh, this is me. This is the only thing that labels me is my hex code. Okay. The beautiful brown skin that I am like, we're not average. Like, NDR reset it in one of her songs a long time ago. She came out, she was like, and she had a song called Video. And she's like, I'm not the average girl in your video. Because, you know, a lot of people, like, especially the race, and, like, when it comes to modeling, like, the European race, and when it comes to modeling and stuff, like, everybody looks the same, like, cookie cutter. Like, everybody wants you to look the same. But something different about the black race is, like, we have so many more curves and so much more body. And, uh... We got full lips, full hips, full bosoms, full everything. Now, when God was creating me, okay, he just slimmed me down, gave me the slim package. And that's okay. Like, I've grown into my body. Like, okay, this is how it is. But I will say my body is easy to tone. Like, I can easily get muscle. I can get, I have my six abs. I can get, 
I, it's just it's easy for me like that's just a blessing but I've always wanted to you know have a little bigger buttocks you know I wanted to uh, have more muscle definition pectorals and all this other good stuff but you know I'm going to the gym this year so I'm gonna define myself out because my body I know I can mani- manipulate it but the point of it is brown skin is so beautiful like everyone in my family like is well I still say family, but anyone in my family, everyone, no one is the same shade of brown. Like my brother is darker than me. My two sisters are darker than me. And I'm the lightest one. I'm even lighter than my mom and she's light skinned. And my dad, I guess he was super dark. And so I just came out like this perfectly fried at 350, fried at 450, fried at 400 degrees. and um, pulled out to a light golden brown. Like I'm the color of calamari, like when it's fresh oil. Like that's my my skin brown color. Like I love it. Like it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I also used to want to feel like I wanted to be white because everyone around me, like especially in school and stuff, was talking it up. Like you know, being white, you can do this, you can do that, and you know. And that's why a lot of times, like, I, like, a lot of times people believe, why are you trying to act white? Why are you trying to dress white? Because of the way I dress, like, I dress preppy, and I, and I speak in a form of intelligence, and uh, I speak creatively. And it's not that I'm trying to be white, it's just, not only is that the way to move through the world, it also just gives you a whole new look. Like, I don't want to use slang, like, that's not... That is a lack of uh, a lack of mental capacity and speech for me. And uh, but also like a lot of things that black culture has brought is like hip hop. We've brought jazz. We've brought soul food. You know, soul food is the only cuisine that is like a real cuisine. Like something that it just tastes different, you know. Like, it's different from American food or different from Asian food or it's different from, like, you know, retail fast foods. Like, soul food just, you can tell it's cooked with love. Like, it's just, it's cooked with a type of passion. And, and, and it's just, oh, I love being black. Like, I don't know if we introduced grape Kool-Aid, but I know that grape Kool-Aid is really good. Um, and there's a, there's a certain art to making Kool-Aid. And uh, that's totally off topic, but, and it's completely subjective, but I digress. Uh, I didn't have much to talk about, uh, really, guys. I just wanted to, I wanted us to, um, like, there were, there were so many stigmas and negative perceptions of, of other races. Like, there, the people just believed to fear us because they didn't understand us. But at the end of the day, like we we didn't do anything wrong. Like we were pulled and brought over here and of course we're going to try to survive. That's the human will is to survive. Like so the fact that we're trying to survive, I don't understand why that why that frightens people. I don't like like that's like you guys see like sometimes we're seen as a problem. But if we go all the way back the only person you have to blame is yourself or your ancestors because no one asked y'all to bring us over here. 
and do all this. But I guess no one thought the future through. Of, I mean, how could they? But at the end of the day, I see unity that we may be different in our own aspect of beautiful brown skin and we have a lot of things to offer. But until we all become united and accept everyone's different contributions, then then it, it will continue to be an issue. But I believe that there will come a day where that that just ceases to exist. Like, I'm brown, you're not, but that's okay, because we all have a part to play. No one can be all the same. You know how boring that would be if we were all brown skinned, or if we were all white, or if we were all Asian, or we were all Hispanic. That would be so boring. Like, no. uh, So take the 50 shades of brown, guys, and love your skin that you're in. We are blessed. We are so blessed to be brown skin like we're so blessed like there's just so much we can do with our bodies and our skin and our our hair and things that just come naturally that we don't have to really change uh but you know uh it used to make me envious of the white race like I used to be like man why do we have to struggle so hard why are we not afforded the same luxuries why do we have to work harder um because we're not afforded the same type of grace uh, to mess up. And um, now I see it as a as a win. Because when we win and when we excel past the rim of what is set for us, it's like, damn. Can't stop him, you know? But so, like I said, the struggle, I now appreciate. The struggle, I really do appreciate. I f- and I feel like I believe that I'm more privileged than society and culture and how we as a black people sees us. I really do feel like, like for me, I feel like I'm more privileged than how society and my own race and how culture sees us as a black person. And because, and I see that as a privilege is because I'm, I'm beautiful. I'm not, I can't be labeled. I can't be uh, manipulated. I, I can't be changed. Like the skin that I, I'm in is beautiful. And the struggle that I've had to go through has made me stronger, more stronger than anybody who hasn't ever had to struggle. That is a blessing to me. That gives me a certain type of privilege because now I'm able to walk in a certain way. I'm able to share in a certain way. I'm able to guide and lead because I've gone through the things that I've gone through. All the strides and changes we've created and been afforded at our doing and sacrifice. No one's given us anything ever. The things that have changed is because we've pushed and we've pushed. No one's opened a door and said, come in. Like we've had to make ourselves known. We've had to make ourselves accepted in this society. And we continue to make ourselves known because we will not be oppressed and we will not be silenced because we are beautiful. And so, you know, (laughs) oppression didn't have enough seats, so we built another table. That's what we did. They didn't want us sitting at our table, at their table, so we built another table. They didn't want us using the front door, so we used the back door. They didn't want us eating their food, so we created our own food. They didn't want us using their water fountain, so we used our, our, our own water fountain. There's always been some type of difference, but we've always taken that, and we've built on it, and we've made it our own. Like, black culture 
cannot be silenced. It cannot be extinguished. Like, so we're, we're down, but we still, we're still up. Like we, we've got to like, as a black race and enjoy ourselves, we got to, and, and that comes with enjoying our, like enjoying who we are and being grateful for Black History Month and being grateful for the skin that we're born into. It starts with self-care, self-love, self-worth, and, and uh, your self-image. Like, we've, we, yes, we've been discriminated for our differences, but that's just that. So like I said, I didn't have much to talk about. I just wanted to make emphasis on it because I needed to say something that, and acknowledge that Black History Month. This, it, it's, we, black is beautiful. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope that I see you guys next week on the next episode that we're doing. And it's called drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. No, we ain't got no drum roll, but let's see here. Ah, oh, man. What did I do? Okay, so the next episode that we're going to be doing is, like I said, it's going to be called A Man's Responsibility. Basically, I'm going to give you guys a rundown of what the man is supposed to do, like the instructions that God has given us. Like, it is going to be a great episode. I hope you guys are there for it. Um, And thanks again for riding my wave, and I hope to see you guys soon. So let's take it a step further than the podcast. You guys have heard my voice and heard my perspectives. I want to hear from you guys. So if you're more of a Twitter person, head over to The Bird and follow me. That's 22 Tiger Lane and that's Tiger with a Y. Or if you're more of an email person, send me a Gmail. That email address is W-E-A-R-E-2-F-R-E-E. We are too free. And that too is with is the number two. All right. All right, guys. Be chill. Be easy. See you next time.